Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving two million dollars away to the bottom of 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll. So come place an order at www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. That's www.marjoriesbeefjerky.com. Marjorie's Beef Jerky is the best tasting beef jerky on this planet. Marjorie's Beef Jerky. Yeah, that's right, because that's the way we roll. Find the Box to Roll YouTube page for conversations with stars like Omari Hardwick, Brandy, Michael Strahan, and with some of our favorite sports guests over the years. Box to Roll. Box to Roll. Box to Roll. The others pretend you're listening to the show that brings you up close and personal. Up close and personal. With the biggest names in sports and entertainment. Here's the man to bring it to you, Donald Ware. Continue here on Box to Road in his first season as the general manager of the Detroit Lions. As a matter of fact, a former public relations intern, scout, and executive with the Rams. And of course, you know what the Rams uh, have been able to do uh, to this point. And he's an ANT grad, was part of that 1999 uh, HBCU National Championship team. He is Brad Holmes. He joins us here on Box to Road. It's been a long time, Brad. Good to see you. Welcome to the program. Good to see you. Thanks for having me, Donald. Uh, great to chop it up again, and uh, good to see a familiar face. Absolutely. Absolutely. Glad to have you know you're busy. So let me start here. You're just getting in, right? And you, you, you got, you know, you, you get, had, a, had a trade right away. But even before we get to that, your thoughts on how camp is going to this point? Yeah, you know, it's still in the early stages, but the best thing is that how the team is gelling, and, you know, that's – a huge credit to Dan and the rest of the coaching staff of making sure that everything's been cohesive. Um, Dan and I were just talking about it today in terms of how efficient Jared was looking and how much he's gelling within the offense, but just the whole team in general, that's really what's been the positive thing to take away from it, but they're playing fast. Coach staff's doing a hell of a job and uh, hopefully it's good, good, a sign for good things to come. You know, you had a really good draft, and I want to talk more about that. One, one, I mean, you weren't even hardly in the door, right? And one of the first moves you made, the decision you had to make, was ultimately to trade Matthew Stafford, you know, who was a, a guy in Detroit, beloved, uh, in a lot of success, right, for himself. But I want to get your thoughts on the decision to make the trade. You get two first-round picks back, plus you get back a gentleman you know in Jared Goff. Yeah, you know, I do think it was a win-win for both sides. Um, you know, it was, you know, it was future. You know, he was he he requested the trade, and I and I, I respected it. And you know, we had great discussion and dialogue from the very very start. Um, I was a fan of Stafford coming in and very excited um, to work with him. And when the when he requested the trade. Um, actually became more of a fan in terms of his professionalism and maturity of how he handled everything 
Um, so it was a win-win. Um, so, you know, it's, it's all the best to him and his future endeavors. But I do think that um, we're set up pretty nice uh, for the future. Take us through this. My understanding, at least from what I read, was that um, you you may not have necessarily been on Detroit's radar for this position be, before, right? But I mean, you obviously, I mean, when you look at what you were able to do uh, with the Rams, Aaron Donald, you you know football. There's no question uh, about that. I, I guess a two part question: What made this the right job for you? And then ultimately take us through the process again, not really being on the radar, but you ultimately were able to land this job. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start off with the uh, about not being on the radar. So, you know, I've, I've always said coming up in this process, um, you know, I've always just kept my head down and tried to be the best in the role that I was in. And so when I, um, you know, started to get, you know, approach and started having discussions about, you know, becoming a GM and you start the preparation process. Um, you know, you have, which is, they, they have combine interviews, video interviews that they record for um, aspiring candidates for not only GMs, but head coaches as well. And um, the, the first time I did it back in, I believe it was 2013, I believe uh, it was my, or 2014 um, the first time I was like uh, director. I didn't think I did very well on the uh, on that video interview. And, um, you know, sometimes you say, look, um, a, a, a loss or a failure, you got to take it as a learning lesson. Well, it really just drove me to prepare even better for the areas that I wasn't being exposed to with, you know, salary cap and free agency and the pro scouting side of things. So I was fortunate enough to get blessed with another opportunity to do one of those video interviews. And uh, it was a blessing that Mike Disner, our senior vice president of business administration, football administration, was able to see that video and then get into the uh, eyes of Sheila and Rod and Chris Spielman. And, um, you know, that was my opportunity to come in and interview. And that's pretty much how the process went, had a normal Zoom interview and then was able to come in for a formal interview and um, fortunately get the job. But, you know, actually interviewing with multiple teams and going through that process, um, you know, I had interviews back to back with two different teams. And I will say when I interviewed with Sheila and Rod and, you know, had a chance to see what the Ford fan was all about, it just makes sense. You just know you feel something in your gut when it's right, it's just right. And, you know, the uh, support that uh, Sheila and Rod Chris Spielman, uh, Mike Disner, that they've supported me with and surrounded me with. I couldn't be happier. Um, it's it's very it's honoring. It's humbling to be in a situation work for an organization in the Ford family. They are they're very very special people. So um, very fortunate. It is the right place to be, and I couldn't think of um, being in this job anywhere else. Brad Holmes, of course, is the general manager of the Detroit Lions. He joins us here on Box to Row. To you, what does it mean? I mean, I, I, I was excited for you um, as an A&T grad, um, as, as former SID at A&T when you played there. We'll talk more uh, about that. But then also as a brother, like it's not many black folks that are in these type of positions. What does that mean to you? And by the way, what's interesting to me about the city of Detroit, Troy Weaver is a Bowie State alum. So even more exciting, you're an HBCU alum in, in, in the two of the four major sports, if you will, in Detroit have HBCU alums as general managers. 
Yeah, well, it, first of all, it, it it means a lot to me. And, um, you know, congratulations to Troy. I know he just had his draft um, with that number one pick. And I know the kid's really talented, but congrats to him. And Troy's been very, very welcoming to the city of Detroit in terms of we've had instant communication as soon as I got the job. But, you know, it, it does mean a lot. You know, just coming up, um, it is a sign of hope. Uh, hopefully that I, I can provide others. Um, I do know that. Coming up, you know, uh, when I had aspirations of becoming a GM, I've always said, like, I, I had a cut out of Ozzie Newsom, you know, hoisting up a Lombardi trophy. And that that brought hope to me, thinking that, you know, you see uh, another successful black man do that. And, you know, everything that my father taught me in terms of um, all the issues that he struggled with, you know, my, my father played for a and and played for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, being in the NFL in the early 70s and, you know, things dealing with race and stereotypes that he had to deal with that um, that he taught me. And so then to become, you know, a, a proud HBCU alum, come from A&T and then make it to this level, that, that means a lot. And hopefully that, you know, we can do this thing the right way. Um, there's still more progress that needs to be done. Um, the numbers aren't nearly there where they should be yet. Um, but very, very happy to um, increase the numbers of GMs that hired. We had three this past year with, you know, Terry in Atlanta and Martin Mayhew uh, in Washington and myself. So progress is being made and hopefully we'll have more. You, can you speak to how your time in uh, with St. Louis and L.A. Uh, with the Rams, uh, again, starting out as a PR, in, I, I find that fascinating in of itself. And, and we'll, we can talk more about how you even got there. But to be able to uh, go to do what you did with the Rams, speak to how that in all the years with the Rams prepared you now to be the GM of the uh, Lions. Yeah, well, starting from the very beginning, uh, you know, uh, coming in as a PR intern, uh, I was just trying to get my foot in the door and, you know, was fortunate enough to do that whole season pretty much when the greatest show on turf was was still relatively alive. A lot of those players were kind of coming to the towards the end of their career, kind of getting up in the twilight area. But seeing being around a lot of great players like the Marshall Falks and Orlando Paces and Kurt Warners and Neus Williams. I mean, I could go on and on. Uh, Leonard Little, all those guys. But uh, met Wilbur Montgomery, who was our running backs coach at the time. And, you know, we used to talk football a lot and we struck up a great relationship. And then him introducing me to Charlie Army, our GM at the time. And just again, like I said at the beginning, um, fortunately, being able to be hired full time as a scouting assistant and just working my way up, just focusing on what I had to do at the time. But I will say the past, uh, let's say, starting from 2017, when uh, when Sean McVay was hired and, and Les was still on board, um, you know, we just had a very collaborative culture back with the Rams. And that that provided a lot of success. We were able to land good players. And I was able to be exposed to um, a lot of different situations that I hadn't in the, in the past before with big moves, big trades, uh, you know, with the, the draft and free agency, even to make the relocation from St. Louis to Los Angeles and creating a whole new brand in a market like L.A. I think all of that has prepared me to be in this chair now. Um, a lot of people to think along the way, but um, definitely I think all of that success has helped. 
Brad Holmes, of course, is the general manager of the Detroit Lions, a proud A&T grad. He joins us here in the program. So, Brad, I got, I'm going to try to bring something up on the screen. I'm going to try to bring a photo up on the screen uh, for you. And I, just to kind of flash back um, a, a little bit, right? Look at that guy. Look at that guy right there. Right Now, now that guy right there is in the middle of one of the greatest deep, maybe the greatest defense actually in A&T's history, right? But one of the greatest defenses perhaps in the history of 1AA at that time, then FCS. That was an absolute phenomenal uh, defense. And I, if I'm not mistaken, you you may have been one of the captains uh, on that deep. Look at all those, B.J. Little and Daryl Clue. Look at all those guys. Dwayne Carpenter played in the league. <laughs> that picture right there, man. Uh, that I, I still have that picture. And that picture represents so much. That championship defense that we had there in it's crazy. Um, a lot of those guys I still keep in contact with to, to this day. Um, but that picture just says a lot. And yes, I was voted captain and, you know, I was playing the three, three technique position at defensive tackle. And I want to say that was us coming off the field uh, from the Aggie Eagle classic um, in Raleigh playing central. And it was a rainy day. And, you know, I'm the guy in the trenches playing defensive tackle. So um, they was running a lot of midline option and, taking dives. So I was on the ground a little bit, you know, wasn't too proud of that. But at the same time, that meant a lot because that defense there, that team, that 99 team, that's what taught me um, what a championship team supposed to look like. The cohesiveness, you know, the togetherness and still the things that that 99 team had every single level, whatever it is, college, high school, little league, NFL, uh, whatever level, that's what a championship team is cohesiveness, is collaboration. Everybody's getting along. It's no ego. And that's what that team was, man. No doubt about it. We're talking with Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Detroit Lions, right here on Box to Row. We're going to step aside, take a break, come back, and talk more with Lions. General manager Brad Holmes, you've got it locked into Box to Row. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can no matter who you're playing. Bubba Wallace. They feel like I'm throwing a race into the context here. And it's not about race. He's a driver at the end of the day. Everybody's making it about race. It's all about the headlines these days. Not me saying like, yep, I'm the black guy here. You're going to stop hearing about me. It was more along the lines of the fans like, hey, it's cool. I've been dealing with that for, for a while. He spiked Lee. Thank you. I haven't heard that. I mean, I've been on rails all over the nation. Thank you for that question. I'm a third generation Morehouse man. I was taught to speak your truth and that there's very special about being a Morehouse man, the same way you feel about your school, the same way we feel all about our respective historic black colleges. That would have been my first choice anyway, and I'm proud to be a Morehouse man. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, just really, you know, excited. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. And, uh, it's a great story, and uh, I'm just having fun, you know, living my dream and riding the ride. Ron Rivera, you know, a great player. Did you see yourself as a coach? I've been told a lot of times by a lot of people, boy, you know, you're kind of like a coach on the 
field. I always felt at some point, yeah, I'd probably get into coaching. It all started because of my son wanting to play football. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be, what, 14 years. You get to <laughs> encouraging people to be better and do better and, and that's what i love man so thank you i appreciate you i'm talking about none other than common well, i ended up with sam just because i wanted to major in business and sam you had the illustrious school of business then i found out that business was the key that's what i wanted to do dave roberts manager of the la dodgers to be person of color and be the manager of the dodgers what does that mean to you? well I, I think the first thing that comes to me is responsibility with recency and, and kind of the social, the racial issues that we're having that really come to light, which is, I believe, are good things. I think that it's a responsibility for me to be the first manager of color for the Dodgers. There's not many of us in baseball. To do things the right way, to hopefully give others, other people of color, opportunities. Hopefully it just paves the way. So I think that for me, I, I definitely look at it as responsibility, but something I'm willing to undertake. Omari Hartwick. And that's crazy that you say that. I got one of your colleagues and one of your contemporaries and that being Stephen A. He hit me about three weeks ago and he texted me and he said, oh, how did I miss this one? But it's equally been a beautiful thing for me to see how much you guys who work in sport are fans of me. But for you to like it as much as Stephen A. said he liked it and all within the last three weeks, you both are commenting on it. I'm in good company. We're, we're HBCU guys, you know. I know I'm in good well, company. Of course, bro. <laughs> Shout out to Howard University. NBA All-Star Chris Paul. That was great to bring it back to one Salem State University, a uh, black college. Something that my city had never seen before, may never see again. And just having a up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Melogs. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. She's Simone Biles. Actually, really fun. Like, to be honest, me and Allie had a lot of fun. We were like, oh, of course, like, we're in the best shape of our life. We're feeling confident about our body, and we hope that other young girls and women, like, feel that being strong is so beautiful. So that's what we kind of try to do. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. Mm -hmm. Called all the top black athletes together along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh man, thank you for having me play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honest. Snoop, you football league has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have grown to Division One. Kyrie Irving. Playing at Duke for Coach K, what was that like and how that prepared you for the league now? Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a you know, big package for you to become a better player, but for me it was. Playing for Coach K, he gave me the keys to, to the car and I was driving it in first eight games and you know, being a part of something special like that and having a brotherhood built at an institution such as that one is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. From the press box to press row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU Sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real. Relevant. Radio. We track down the names making news in sports from the press box to press row. It's Donald Ware. From the press box to press row. Welcome back to Box to Row. Talking with Detroit Lions general manager Brad Holmes here on the program. 
You know what's interesting though, Brad, you became ultimately a public relations intern uh, with the Rams. I don't recall seeing you in my office uh, trying to do any work to prepare you to get to that point. I don't recall that. Hey, Wild Bill Hayes, you know, he either had us in practice or running that hill. So uh, it was that or class or being asleep. But, but luckily, you know, shout out to Crosby Hall, you know, in getting that PR degree, you know, in mass comm. And I was very fortunate enough to um, speak to those those students as well a little earlier this summer, which was I was very honored and humbled to to to, to speak to them and just kind of give them some any advice or you know answer any questions and there's a lot of talented talented kids there uh very very smart very very bright they had great questions and you know the pr degree there's there's other avenues that you can utilize to you know not only get in the nfl but stay in the nfl you know um if you just want to have a PR degree and you stay in PR and football communications, you know, have a lot of respect. That's, it's, it's a hard job, you know, dealing with the media, um, serving the media and, you know, make sure that the narrative is right. Yeah. For you, even your time at A&T, you had some adversity. You had, you were in a car accident, a very serious one, uh, mm-hmm. one in which ultimately, um, you know, you were, you were even in a coma, but you were able to bounce back, still play. And then ultimately, still be able to continue in football. Of course, now, ultimately now, the general manager of the Lions. Yeah, uh, the biggest adversity that I've faced for sure in my life, um, you know, down in Tampa, Florida, and, you know, got got hit by a high-speed car. And, um, you know, obviously had to miss that whole semester of football and didn't really, wasn't really thinking about football. Laying up in ICU um, was just happy to be alive, really, but doing the right things and getting the green light and being blessed to actually start doing some physical therapy and rehab to work myself back, being able to join my teammates um, back in the summer, and then actually coming back um, faster and stronger than I was because and there's a lot of perspective in that because I think there's things that I was doing in college that I wasn't truly dedicating myself as probably as best as I could. And then when I found out that football was almost taken away from me, I was blessed enough to get a second chance and then was working so much harder. So to come back from a near fatal car accident and come back bigger, faster, stronger, um, and still having success, um, that gave me a lot of perspective on life and definitely let me know that, you know, not to complain about this or that, uh, not complain about practices or workouts. And truly, you got to embrace every single day because you never know when it's going to be taken away from you. Two last thoughts, Brad. We appreciate the time again. Brad Holmes is the general manager of the Detroit Lions. Your father, you touched on him a, a, a little bit earlier. He's an A&T, an A&T guy. Um, speak about what the influence, and of course, played in the league, as you mentioned, uh, the influence that he had on you. Yeah, huge influence on me. Um, funny thing about my father is he, um, you know, he never pushed football on me. Um, he never, he never did. You know, obviously I was around it all the time, but he just kind of waited for me to come and ask him to, to play football. But, um, you know, when I first, when I got done playing, um, 
finish up my career, I was thinking, I was like, oh, man, my dad's probably disappointed that I didn't make it to the NFL just like he did. And he's, you know, A&T grad just as, you know, him and my mother and my sister. And, you know, my whole family's Aggies, if you didn't know. But right. um, but my dad was so happy that I was taking this route in terms of being in the front office and working in scouting and personnel. And, um, you know, I had, a, I had a lot of respect. He gave me a lot of wisdom, gave me a lot of advice. And a lot of the stories that he told me from when he was playing as he was an offensive lineman. And back when he was playing, coming from an HBCU, going into the NFL, um, it wasn't in vogue for black offensive linemen. You know, it wasn't a lot of blacks on the offensive line. It wasn't a lot of blacks uh, at the quarterback position for different stereotypes that he used to tell me. So um, that, that 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 meant a lot for him to that meant a lot for me for him to tell me that knowledge at an early age. And so now that when I'm in this position now and I look at players, you know, making sure that um, I'm giving everybody a fair chance, a fair shot, and uh, hopefully that those stigmas and those stereotypes can be erased very, very soon. But I think we're making progress. Um, one of the last thing I say about my father is that um, he did. He gave me a weight set uh, for Christmas when I was in like the eighth grade. And he was telling me that it doesn't matter what you do when people are watching. It's about how you're working when nobody else is watching. And when I was named captain at a and I was running hills just by myself. Um, and when I got named captain there, walking back to Cooper Hall, that's when it really dawned on me about, you know, dad was right. It's not about what you're doing when everybody else knows you're working hard. It's about how much personal pride you have and what you're doing when you don't think anybody's watching. So I really forever thank my father and love him to death for that. Last thought. Very well said. Last thought. We appreciate the time, Brad. Um, expectations. What are you? you you've you had a really good uh, draft class. Um, as a matter of fact, got your number one guy that was on your board in Sewell, uh, offensive lineman. What are, what are the expectations uh, for the Lions for the 2021 season? Yeah, you know, Dan and I talk about it all the time, and we just want to make sure that we're, you know, we're getting better every single week, and we're, you know, as competitive as we can be in Wherever we are in week one, we want to be better in week two, and we want to be better in week three. And that's really all we can ask for, you know, just be as competitive as we can be. It's year one. Um, we're not taking our foot off the gas. That's not how we started. Um, we're being as, as, as aggressive, you know, and being rational, being smart with everything as well. But um, those are the expectations. Just make sure we're getting a little bit better every single day. And Dan preaches that and we're aligned uh, with that message. So that's all we can do. Um, what we're going to do is basically we're going to control what we can control and we can control our effort, how much passion we have with these players that we brought in and, um, and what we put out there on the field. Brad Holmes, again, general manager of the Detroit Lions, a t grad as well, joins us here on Box to Row. Man, it's been – and by the way, Maurice Smith um, is the one who sent that photo to me. Um, you know, of course, he was part of that team. Um, as a lot of guys on that team went to the league, and then even after that, you got Kwasi Mitchell and Maurice Hicks and all those guys that went to the, the Loach, all of those guys. You think you played with all of those guys. Um, as a matter of fact, man, I really appreciate the time. Continued success to you and the Lions.
Thank you so much. I got to get on Mo Smith for sending pictures to you, man. I got to see what else he sent you, man. <laughs> but, hey, I appreciate you having me on, Donald. Aggie pride all day. Yes, sir. Um, really appreciate it and um, look forward to talking to you later. Hello, my name is Precious Rose Dunlap, and this is my mother, Michelle Timlake Roll, founder of Marjorie's Beef Jerky Incorporated. We would at this time like to thank our new customers as well as our repeating customers for your business. For every one million orders that we receive, our company is giving $2 million away to the bottom amongst 400 of our paid customers. You see, that's the way we roll! So come place an order at Marjorie's.